episode of DWN Productions THC podcast sponsored by Fast Custom Shirts here at boygob.com. Joe, back again. Super Nintendo Zach is here extremely early, about a half hour early, and I thank you for that, sir. I thank you for that. And Joe, I also thank you for being here. I thank you for that. I thank you for that. Well, you should thank yourself, thank Tom. You. Continuing to put on this show. This show, yeah. Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Joseph. Yes, If Tom. that is your real name. Tom, did you go poo-poo before the show this time? I, I actually did. Good. Good. Yes. Yeah, so planning ahead. Thank you for planning ahead this time, Tom. Thank you. It just hit out of nowhere. So I must have ate some shrimp skin earlier that didn't agree with me. You don't like seafood, you know. I But you got to eat the shrimp skin. A lot of people just throw that away. No, Number five, the shrimp skin. Oh, I thought we were already at the shrimp last skin. segment of this show. But no, unfortunately. Why, you're not a fan of shrimp skin, Joe? No, no. Have you had it? Are you talking about, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I know you eat a lot of weird things. <laughs> the exoskeleton of the shrimp. Mm-hmm. That's not skin, it's the shell. <laughs> No shit, Joe. <laughs> How was your week, Tom? Number four. Because I'm pretty tired. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah, you have so a busy how, week, did you? It just started, Tom. It just did started. It? Yeah. So why are you so tired? You should be refreshed. And I am refreshed, Tom. Sure. Wait, I'm not. Go ahead. How was your week? It was a week, Joe. All uh, right. It yeah, seemed mine like too. decades. So what ago did you watch now. then? Number three. <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't watch anything this week in hopes that you did. Oh, I know you can't go a week without watching some bullshit. Well, Joe, I watched a movie called Unwelcome. Have you heard of this? No, I haven't. Okay, this is a 2023 movie. Is there that like A24, but 2023? No. The year of our Lord, 2023. Oh, okay. You're getting uh, getting your list together then. Getting ahead of the game, as they say. Mm-hmm. The year's already halfway over, Joe. Mm, summer's almost over. <laughs> What'd you do this summer? Piss it away? Probably. But we'll get to that later. Anyways, unwelcome. This is a uh, Irish. I want to say. I want to say it's an Irish movie made by Englishmen. Could be fucking wrong. They could be all Irish. They all sound the same. Anyways, a uh, young couple. They inherit the uh, dude's aunt's house. So uh, they go up there to check. Nope. Hold on, mate. We gotta go before that. So it starts out where they're back in their flat. That's in an apartment, I think. Right. I'll tell you this: people um, speak. You know, I'm getting pretty sick of the English, but we'll get to that. (laughs) I've been sick of them. (laughs) This ain't nothing new. Mm -hmm. Them in their wooden shoes and shit. How dare they? Yep. In their flats. So back to the flat. This bloke finds out that his bird's pregnant. She's going to lay an egg, Joe. So he goes down to the convenience store that's right out the entrance to his flat. And there's a couple, uh, what do they call those those guys? They're the, uh, the English toughs. I think they had a word for them. No I good, Nick. I can't remember what it is. I was going to say cigarettes, but that wasn't the right one either there's something some kind of some kind of ooh, you guys so anyways fucking maybe so anyways these fucking punks are out there that's probably it but i think hooligans are more oh we're just drunk and i having a good time mate watch them kick the soccer ball around (laughs) but these guys were like more fucking Movie murderous villains. They're out saying, hey, but hey, I might let me get some money off you. Yeah, yeah, let me get a pound or whatever the fuck they say. And he just kind of ignores them, goes in, gets a bottle of the bubbly, comes back out, and it's like, oh, what the fuck you got there? Yeah, oh, yeah. And they keep feeling, they uh, start feeling them up and shit. And he gets out of there. Gets onto the stairs and he says, Oi, you don't touch me, you don't touch my non alcoholic 
thing here, whatever. Me bird's pregnant, so she can't drink it. So I got the non-alcoholic kind. Then fuck you, slag off. So uh, he goes up to his flat, talks to his bird, squawks at her. I think that's what they do, Joe. And, uh, oh, those punks break into the apartment. Luckily, they don't rape. They just beat up and almost murder until the uh, the bobbies come. So we switched to however long, fucking a year, something maybe. Who knows? I just watched this movie. Something's wrong with my brain. Anyways, uh, so they inherit this fucking place. It's The shit looks cool when they go to this house. It reminds me of uh, Invaders from Mars. How like that house set in the hill and everything looked fake as a fuck. Yeah. It looks like that. And there's fake as a motherfuck, Joe. Mm -hmm. And there's like a whole shimmer they put over the movie and stuff. It looks really cool. It looks like some kind of surreal fantasy land. Like a a fairy tale, Joe. Almost. But it wasn't. Or was it? Nope. They really got beat up by those punks and almost raped. So uh, they go and check out this place. I guess it's Gally a nice West, little house. They're called. They, they fucking were. But it was a, it's a nice, decent place. And uh, it, needs, it needs some work, though. And the lady who is a friend of the aunt who lives there, she's like, now this is kind of peculiar. Peculiar, la, la, la. Yeah. But anyways, your aunt. She used to leave a blood offering out here every day, and it's important that you fucking do it, because if you don't, the red caps will get you, mate. So this remake of The Legend of Crom. I've never heard of this Crom. Yeah, talked about this one last October-ish. You know, it's Mm. one of the Halloween movies, you know. Oh, the curse! I know the thing with the cool poster that you said sucked. Yeah, yeah. They gotcha. The curse off- of crime. They leave a blood offering on the porch each day, or crime comes to get you. Well, in this one, it's little Irish goblins that live in the woods. Are they leprechauns? Probably. Midgets are fucking leprechauns if they're Irish. Mm-hmm. So. These leprechauns, they fucking do no good, Joe. And if you don't leave, if you don't leave some bloody shit for them, they'll probably come and fuck you with a broomstick, yeah? So they hire uh, a family of no good nicks, as you say. And uh, they hire them to uh, help, not help, but basically fix the fucking house. Do all the repairs, plumbing, foundation, electrical, everything. And uh, they're a real bum squad, Joe. All of them are no good. The son's no good. He's stealing and taking shits in the master bathroom. The uh, <laughs> the daughter's just kind of a sloppy pig who fucking talks like this because she's from that part of the world. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I think this guy was from Gang of Game of Thrones. He's like a big fat fuck. He plays a fucking like a big fat retarded murderer guy. And uh, then there's the dad who looks like the grandson of Harley Race. 
and he wants everybody to call him daddy because he's some kind of fucking sex pervert, yeah? Anyways, uh, after a while, they don't like these people around their house and shit, so they kind of get into it, and uh, the big fat guy breaks a window. Uh, the dad starts fucking beating the shit out of him. The wife comes out and says, hey, don't do that shit, blah, 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 blah. Oh, it's my fucking son. I'll do what I want. And he kicks him right in the fucking penis hole, Joe. And uh, she says, no, stop. So uh, he does. The big fat guy runs away or kind of does this. It runs off into the woods. She goes to chase him. He's like, oh, I've, I've nobody's ever been this nice to me before. Now I must kill you. And he starts choking her. And then the red coats come and get, or the red caps come and get them. I can't believe it. And then it's little goblin mayhem from there, Joe. It was pretty fucking good. I liked it a lot. It was fun. It looked cool with their little fucking fairy tale lighting and somebody knowing how to use a camera and shit. It was a nice change of pace for a horror movie. Seeing something that was pretty good. Not great. I don't really like the look of the goblins just because it looks like they came out of some Irish fairy tale book, which that's the fucking point. But I just don't like that fucking style. Like those pastel colors with the fucking red noses and shit. Yeah, it was always pretty good, though, yeah? Oh, I liked it. I think those fruits over on Shutter are streaming it. But I bought the Blu-ray. I'd hold it up right here and say, oh, look at it. Don't give a fuck about a slipcase. Throw it over my shoulder. But uh, no commentary track, so that sucks. Probably would have been hard to listen to with their fucking accents, though. And then there's a making of behind the scenes thing that isn't fucking that good. Uh, they just kind of yammer on with their bullshit voices and nothing really informative or anything like that. Then you get like a five, six minute thing with uh, the lead prosthetics guy and he's showing you the sculptures of the goblins and a finished one and a maquette and shit. So that was pretty cool, even though I don't really care for the designs. That was kind of nice to see all that and hear him talk about it. He, 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 you know, unwelcome would recommend so far could be movie of the year. But I still have more 2023 movies to talk about today, Joseph. All right. But before that, what'd you watch? I watched a superhero movie that you recommended to me. Uh, the New Mutants, Tom. You said this is a horror slash superhero film. And it's touching. This is about some... Uh, teenage Native American girl who is uh, her village or whatever the fuck is uh, attacked by some kind of demon bear entity and it kills her dad and knocks her out and she wakes up in a hospital is it a hospital though maybe not maybe it's an asylum there's some other teens there too it turns out this is a place for uh, people to train and uh, use their abilities because they're all mutants, Tom. 
they're mutants and uh i don't know they explore they start seeing freaky shit you know like their worst fears are coming to haunt them tom and oh, uh, bear and there's a i don't know it's some bullshit and it's uh you know they find out the facility's not like uh it's leading you to believe well maybe it's Xavier training them but it's not tom it's Mr. Sinister that owns this place and uh doesn't matter because Mr. Sinister's not in it. Uh, but even if he was, this movie just sucks. This is like like CGI all over the place and it's shitty CGI. Nothing looks good. They've got like a like a burning guy that's walking around and he looks fucking horrible. Horrible. And this was, you know, made not too long ago. It's not like it was the first fucking Ghost Rider movie or anything. This is, you know, it's come a long way since then, but I guess these people don't know it or they didn't have the fancy computers for it because it sucks. Uh, that Anya Taylor-Joy chick, she's in it. And she's playing Ilyana Rasputin, who is Russian, Tom. But her accent, it, you know, it comes and it goes... It slips off, and uh, she talks regular at times. It's fucking horrible. Well, I mean, she, she doesn't talk regular because she's a mate. But... Right, but she can't sustain <laughs> this fake accent she's doing. And it's uh, normally it'd be funny, but it's just kind of annoying. You know, it's like, hey, if she can't do it, just quit giving her so many lines, you know? Uh, yeah, the movie sucks. There's not really anything good about it. Uh, unless I guess you're one of these people that, oh, it's a comic book movie. I love it, man. It's great. They tried. They tried real hard. To... Hey, I read the New Mutants comics, you know, and that was some good shit. I'm a fan of that stuff. But this, nope, not good. Not good. Skip it if you have a chance. I don't know why. Well, I don't know. You know, if I'll give it a chance. Everybody hates it. Maybe it's good then. Nah, everybody's right this time. It sucks. Yeah, it was delayed years and years. They had a, it was going to be rated R one time with a, with a more spooky edge, or maybe they made it more spooky. Something got fucked up, and then it was shelved for like two or three years. Yeah. And then when uh, Disney bought whatever uh, Fox bullshit, like they were contractually obligated to release it. And, then the coronavirus hit. <laughs> so it just kind of pissed, dripped out there into the Cursed world. films in the true sense of the word. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do not recommend this movie at all. It's, it's really bad. But Joe, she's magic. <laughs> Remember that part? Then little Lockheed blew yeah, out some fire. Yeah, got a Lockheed... <laughs> Lockheed's a puppet. Anybody that reads the X-Men knows that uh, Lockheed is a shadow cat. Kitty Pride's pet dragon. But here she's the Lockheed, the puppet, is hanging out with Ileana. And then (laughs) occasionally becomes a, a real CGI dragon at points and helps fight the demon bear. Damn, that's pretty cool the way you're saying it. 
I'll watch it again. I know you will. Probably <laughs> listen to the commentary on your Steelbook edition. Oh, shit, waiting for that 8K, baby. Slipcase is so thick. <laughs> it's almost made out of wood. Joe, you want to go on a journey? A journey to the center of the earth? Fuck no. A, a journey to the center no. of your mind. Maybe, but not this time, Joe. It's a death journey. Death journey. You ever heard of this one? No. It's a Fred Williamson classic, Joe. Do they play you know, the journey? This shit has some of the worst fucking music I've ever heard in a movie, which is shocking because that's so, yes. usually if the black exploitation <laughs> movie fucking sucks. So they're like, oh, this music was all right. What you're saying? No, it's like a fucking four note thing that they just play over and over and over again. Like that's the only music cue they have. I forgot how the fuck it went because it was so goddamn terrible, but. It's pretty fucking terrible, Joe. You know how uh, Fred Williamson usually smokes cigars? Well, in this one, he smokes like these long, blunt-looking things, and it's silly. It's like he fucking has a breadstick. You know, like those hard breadsticks? Like he has one of those hanging out of his fucking mouth. He looks like an asshole. Anyways, Fred Williamson plays Dangerous Black Karate Man. You see him in like slow motion karate kicking a fucking punching bag and shit. And this fucking look on his face is so goddamn dumb. It was awesome. As I said before, Fred Williamson with his bullshit karate is fucking awesome. And I always laugh. And uh, in this one, he's the baddest karate motherfucker ever. After he beats the shit out of that punching bag, he starts fucking Williamson kicking his fucking students and shit, and he just goes off on everybody. And then, Joe, his lady, get this, I was shocked. It was a black lady. I, did, I was like, what? This is Fred, Fred Williamson. Williamson. Yeah, it was shocking. So this one's different than all the rest for that. And the size of the cigar, you see. So, uh, uh, somebody in the FBI or the CIA, they say, God damn it, badass kung fu master. We need you to bodyguard this fucking stereotypical pedophile looking guy. He's like a fucking short, fat white guy with the horseshoe haircut and the bubbles glasses. Looks like a fucking turtle and shit. So uh, he bodyguards him across the country, and uh, he's, an, he's an accountant for a mobster or some shit. So the mob's after him, trying to kill him and shit. And uh, everyone's trying to kill him, Joe. This guy's trying to kill him. That guy's trying to kill him. And all the way, Fred Williamson says shit like, hurry up, fatso, we got to go. And it's just Fred Williamson calling this guy a fat fuck. <laughs> One of the uh, people he meets up with is this lady on a train. And, uh, you know, they do what Fred Williamson does to a lady. Takes him and has sex with her. 
So uh, when he's laying there, comes Sleepy. She pulls out a knife, and she's going to go kill the fat guy because she's out to get him. But then he awakes from his daze, and he says, Hell no, bitch. Grabs her, says, Pussy was real good, so I ain't going to kill you. But he throws her naked off the fucking train and says, Bye-bye, bitch. (laughs) It was terrific. But again, it was on the shitty urban action cinema collection I have. It's like 15 movies on four discs. And it looks like a third generation VHS tape, just muddy as fuck. Like maybe uh, your phone in the toilet and you're still trying to watch the movie. Or in the pool. Yeah. But uh he, yeah, it had uh it had some good shit in it for sure. Just uh find a better copy than I watched. Definitely. And the ending's great. I'm gonna spoil it here because our Fred Williamson reviews don't get any fucking <laughs> hits on them. Just wait till he dies, then we'll get a couple. But uh this one broad he banged is like every other scene. He's banging a different broad in a different town because it's a road trip movie scene show. <laughs> so he meets up. Oh, and Derville Martin's in it. He, he has like top billing in the credits. He's literally in it for about 30 seconds. He works at a gas station. Just says, oh, hey, how are you? Oh, fill it up. Okay. And then he gets shot. <laughs> That's fucking it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he gets a uh, he gets a hey thanks for the fuck watch. And it's a real nice Rolex or something, and it turns out that Rolex had a tracking device in it, and that's how all these mm-hmm, and that's how all these people always knew where he was. So he figures this out. In the last scene of the movie, just like hey, I just wanted to let you know, I uh, I can't keep this anymore. I just. I just didn't really get a bang out of it. And she's all confused, like, hey, if he knows about this, why isn't he saying anything or punching me in my fucking cocksucker? So he's just playing it off like, oh, I can't keep this gift, but thank you. And then she blows up and he smiles, and then the credits roll. It's pretty good, Joe. Death Journey would recommend. I watched season six of Snowfall, Tom. I got to say seasons one through four, pretty good. It's about the rise of a young drug dealer in the 70s, you know, and uh, goes through into maybe the early 80s. I don't remember, but it's, you know, four seasons, pretty good. Fifth season, eh, they introduce some characters I don't really give a shit about that are kind of stupid, actually. Sixth season touted as the final season tom took me a long time to finish the season like i think we've been watching this for like two months and it's like do i want to watch another episode nah because you didn't want it to end yeah yeah uh no i did i did want to you know (laughs) midway through it's like fuck it let's just get this over with nah i'll watch half an episode uh shitty and it sucks you know because the first four seasons were really good. And Damn, then, the four seasons. And then it goes down a hill and fucking wrecks. It ends with a really good scene 
you know, to close it out. But still, that's not worth all the bullshit I went through in this fucking season. It's like 10 hours of television I'm watching. You know, <laughs> albeit I spread that 10 hours out between two months or so. But still, come on, man. Get your shit together. <laughs> like, fuck you, writers. Fucking lazy-ass bullshit. Done with them. Done with writers, Tom. Fuck. Well, you got a lot of books to burn, and I'll help you with it, because I love burning books, Joe. Well, it it's does one get of my cold passions in life. In the wintertime. I'll do it in the summer. I don't care. If you got a book, I'll burn it. I know, Tom. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Words. Whatever they say. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. They'll turn me gay. Get out of here. That's a lot of letters. <laughs> the sentences? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. So, yeah. Uh, like Joe, I'm not a fan of uh, episodic television. So, uh, I watched the uh, Twisted Metal web series that recently came out. I think it came out on a Thursday because it. They'd get ahead of the curve or whatever the fuck was coming out that Friday. Uh, be honest with you, Joe. I didn't watch the whole thing because, as we talked about, not a fan of episodic television. And I knew it was going to be a lot of bullshit in there with all episodic television. So the web series is even like worse than that but at least in most cases the episodes are short how what kind of running time did these have i think these were like around a half hour okay i mean whatever you're the streaming shows whatever you want to call call them i'm sure it was the same time as all of those pardon me anyways i watched the first and the last episode because I didn't need all that bullshit in the middle. Uh, wanted the bread. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the story sucks. It's shit set in fucking post-apocalyptic times. Like, I guess Y2K fucked everybody up. So now, like, around the major cities, it's walled off and all the criminals are sent out of the cities and different people control different territories and then you have these ups drivers called milkmen joe they call them milkmen because they spoil aka get killed get it it's funny right all right i guess not oh you've seen this then huh i understand so uh it's about uh they blackwashed John Doe, Joe. Can you believe it? You remember John Doe from Twisted Metal Black? I do remember that. Fuck, I don't. I looked up a fucking review video of the whole season after I watched this shit. Just not in Black, wasn't it the first the one? Uh, I think it was Twisted Metal Black. I don't know. Every fucking game, they change the fucking story of these fucking things. But... They changed it a lot in here, Joe. It's uh, Nev Campbell plays Raven. She's not driving a car or anything. She's just the mayor of New San Francisco or whatever the fuck they call their place. And she says, hey, Hawkman, or not Hawkman, hey, Black Falcon, 
I need you to go to New Chicago and pick up this package for me and bring it back. So he says, well, no. And she says, you'll do it, you fuck, because if you do it, you can come in and live happily in New San Francisco. We have running water and toilet paper and beer and shit. And you don't have to worry about getting shot at and robbed of everything you're trying to transport. And he says, oh, that's been my life's dream. So he sets out and fucking travels to Chicago, picks up uh, this Mexican lady. They fall in love. Sweet Tooth's romping around. Or not Sweet Tooth, that's the car. Needles is romping around. That's the fucking clown's name. And uh, he's crazy and wacky because he was a child star that lost it, just like the hit movie Nope. Oh, I can't believe it. Now he's a crazy killer clown that puts on one-man shows in Las Vegas, and he's crazy, Joe. He's wacky. He's Deadpool because this shit was written by the people who fucking wrote Deadpool. So if you don't like the comedy in those movies, not going to like this shit at all. So he fucking travels, goes and picks up the package, brings it back. Turns out the package was just ice cream. She was just testing him to see if he could do it and survive. So she chooses him to drive for her in the Twisted Metal Tournament. Why didn't you just make this about the Twisted Metal Tournament? This shit's kind of lame. And I don't think there's going to be a second season because the shit's kind of lame. It's one of these fucking adaptations that doesn't give you what you want, even though they're pandering to the people who grew up with the games. Because this show is like a fucking bukkake of 90s nostalgia. Like all the fucking... uh music they play is like all ironic 90s hits and uh it's fucking like he's driving through the mall shooting motherfuckers which was cool like the car stuff is cool but it's a very cheap show so you only get a very little bit in each episode like the main battle in the end uh episode is maybe like five minutes maybe out of this 30 some minute long thing and i don't know the tone isn't twisted metal they should have went for more of like an ec feel like how all the endings of it it kind of is like okay you'll get your wish but <laughs> like they should have went for more of that fucking tone than slapstick just goofy yeah it's like fake edgy shit they do now or it's just, oh, you know, we're just kidding with you, Teehee. It's all in good fun. I don't know. The fucking tone of the uh, the series rubbed me the wrong way. I always remember John Boyega. He was in an interview talking about fucking the Star Wars shit, like getting all these Star Wars shows on Disney+. Plus. He was like, uh-uh, bloke. They ain't gonna Disney plus me. And then you just see Anthony Mackie's head pop up. Because he just fucking started doing all the Marvel fucking Disney Plus shows and shit. 
And yeah, I just fucking, I never really cared for that guy. He's all right in this better than I thought it was, but it's like, who gets, this isn't really twisted metal. It's some, it's like that movie, The Postman with fucking a killer clown in it. I don't know. It's, uh, if the, if they somehow they do do a season two and it's actually about the tournament and shit, I watched the first and last episode again, but. <laughs> Like, if they wanted to establish characters and shit, all right, this was like 10 episodes, pick your six main characters, do like their story and how they come to the tournament and shit, you know? Everyone's always like, oh, video games don't give you shit to go off of. I mean, you look at the cutscenes, there's enough there to fucking make something, especially in black, like, it's going to be a dark and fucking, like, edgy show, what you kind of wanted. But uh, it just, it, Twisted Metal always kind of had that EC feel to me, and this doesn't at fucking all. So the tone's fucking weird. The stupid post-apocalyptic bullshit with the delivery drivers fucking sucks, and I don't know. People love it. It was made for the fucking the mass audience, but it really wasn't. Because of all the pandering they do in the show. It's fucking weird, Joe. But when is was Black the last Twisted Metal game? No, there was definitely another one. Maybe about back? 10 years ago. Yeah. Where so... there's only a couple cars and there's like, it's a gang thing. Kind of like the Warriors. Yeah, so they're pandering to something that really hasn't done anything in 10 years. So, I don't know. I mean... I don't know. It seems like an odd choice for an adaptation. Yeah, I'm guessing just because Sony held the rights to it and it's a recognizable property, they didn't have to pay like a licensing fee or anything. Because it's a pretty fucking cheap show. So, I mean, that's definitely a way to save money. They don't have to pay fucking Nickelodeon to use the Ninja Turtles or whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying? So... I think uh, that had something to do with it. Them just scrambling around. Oh, what properties do we have? To Oh, let's make a new Resident Evil CGI movie. We put those out every few years. It's been a few years, so let's make a new one. We'll call it Death Island. And in this one, it'll have a new strain of the T-Virus. And the old gang all gets back together. Leon, Barry, the broads, they all meet up at Alcatraz because they're gonna they're gonna see what's going on there because they heard shenanigans involving this new T virus. So uh zombies start popping up and nobody's getting bit. Can you believe it, Joe? All these zombies are popping up around them, and nobody's getting bit. I can That's believe Because be- it happened. Second, third generation zombies, they just get lazy, man. No, that's not why. It's this son of a bitch who used to be on the RPD. He, uh, he got fucked over by the man. So now he makes little, little mosquito bots. That carry the virus in it. And it can go around stinging motherfuckers. So they're doing that shit. They're fighting zombies in Alcatraz. And 
They're fighting like aquatic liquors. And at the end, that fucking, the guy who made all this, he turns into a big, stupid fucking Resident Evil monster. Because you know that's what happens at the end of the game. It's, oh, the bad guy turns into a big fucking dumb monster. So this, this is another no one different. you just watched? Yes, it is, Joseph. Okay. I thought you were this just. This is, in fact, a real movie. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. The CGI. Well, what's it called? Death Island. Death Island. Okay. I thought you yeah. were talking about Dead Island, the other video game. No, this is Resident Evil Death Island. Okay. Because Alcatraz is on an island, you see, Joe. It is. <laughs> so, yeah, they are. Uh, there's some good shit in there. I mean, if you're just going to see CGI zombies get shot and these fucking monsters or whatever, it's fine. I think I've seen all these CGI Resident Evil movies. This is one of the better ones, but uh, just a lot of wasted potential because it's CG. You can do whatever you want. There's this cage, and they open it, and there's all these aquatic liquors coming out of the cage. And it's just them just kind of swimming away and all that. You never gah, you never get like that or anything at the end. It's why don't you do that? CG, you can do whatever you want. Take advantage of it. What the f- so it's like a lot of stuff like that, but it was alright. I'll never watch it the fuck again, but it was okay. It was okay. You watch any video game related content there, Joe? No. Not this. Oh. That's all I watched this week, I think. Pretty sure that that's all I watched. Well, week. Joe, I watched The Tank. I rented this fucking weeks ago. And it said, oh, mate. Time's gonna run out, and then you spent this fucking six dollars for nothing, you fuck. So, uh, I watched it. This has been out for a few months, but all the reviews said, ah, it's so whatever, average monster movie. And after watching The Lake, I didn't want just another, so whatever, monster movie. And Joe, this was a. Whatever monster movie. Guy's mom dies. They fucking inherit this land nobody knew that she had. The cabin on it, and there's like a water tank that you fill up with water, whatever these people do. And uh, there's monsters living in it, Joe. They look like... uh, a humanoid salamander thing with like Reaper jaws from Blade 2 and <sighs> not a lot of action with them. The stuff that there's fine, but everything else is just pretty fucking boring. Nothing spectacular. There's a lot better monster movies than this with a lot more monster action because there ain't a whole fucking lot of it here, Joe. The tank would not recommend. Would not recommend. However, I did watch one more movie mm-hmm. called Chop and Steal. 
This is a documentary, a 2023 documentary. The tank was 2023 too, Joe. Also, Joe, Resident Evil Death Island was also 2023. But Chop and Steel, Joe, this is a documentary about the fellows who uh, created and do the Found Footage Festival. Have you ever heard of it? No, I thought it was going to be about DJ Screw. (laughs) It is unfortunately not about the late, great DJ Screw. It is about these uh, honkies who created the Found Footage Festival. And uh, this is something where they just go through a bunch of VHS tapes find the worst of the worst, and then show it to people and say, ah, isn't that funny? <laughs> and in their spare time, they'd uh, make up these characters that they'd go on morning news shows and pretend that, oh, I'm a yo-yo master, or oh, I'm this great painter, and they're just fucking terrible, and they act all awkward and nervous and just fuck with the morning show. So they come up with these two characters called Chop and Steel, and they're like strong men. They won all these strong men competitions, but they're just like average fucking people. And uh, you can tell by looking at them that they are not strong men, and this is probably a joke. But they got on there and shit and did stuff like stomp on baskets, you know, like strong men would do. Yeah. And just act all awkward and weird about it. But uh, one of the parent companies of these news programs didn't take too kindly. So uh, they sued them. Chop and Steel, they won. And uh, part of the gimmick of Chop and Steel was that uh, they said that they went on America's Got Talent. So that was like one of their things they put on there. So under press release, So the news people are like, oh, yeah, come in. We'll talk to you and shit. So after the lawsuit, America Got Talent reaches out and said, oh, we'd love for you to do Chop and Steal on America's (laughs) Got Talent. And they're just like, oh, well, that kind of sucks if they're in on the joke. We were doing this to, like, fuck with people and make fun of them. But, you know, it's a big opportunity for us, so we're going to do it. So they go on chopping, or they go on America's Got Talent. Like one guy's like kind of squatting, holding an axe, and the other guy wraps his legs around the front of the other guy, and they're just kind of doing like back and forth pull ups, but it looks like they're fucking each other. And then you just hear like the eh, 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 to like stop and talk to the judges and shit. So they're just talking and, you know, telling them what it is. And then they both just start pissing their pants. One of the guys wearing, like, short shorts. And they've just been, like, drinking water all fucking day and holding it just so they could piss their fucking pants on the stage in front of everybody. And uh, coronavirus hits. You know, one of the guys is getting tired of not making any money and he's in debt and all this shit. And, just like what's going to happen with life and it turns out this was just the time away they needed to you know just decompress and everything because after they came back and got a new love for it and there's no really 
any conflict. It's just looking at a few years of these people's lives who set out to make money off of something they wanted to do or whatever, you know, just two friends getting into a fucking weird business and trying to make it work and shit. It was pretty good. Not the best fucking documentary I ever seen, but it was funny as shit. And I had some good laughs, Joe. I had some good laughs. (laughs) So did you do anything this week worth talking about, Joe? No. No? Would you like me to talk about my week and the two doctor's appointments? or? Well, let me... Okay, so I went to the lake. Uh, Lisa's dad has a lake house. We went out there, did some fishing, and uh, Lisa and the kids did some swimming or whatever in the lake. I don't swim in lakes or beaches <laughs> like that because... Uh, Scared of catching fish with my penis. Yeah. Exactly. You know, there's all kinds of shit in the ocean and bodies of water we don't know about. Some of them are microscopic or whatever. And, you know, I might the be dreaded Candiru. Right. The that, fucking I might be, swim up a mangerethra. I might be jerking it one day and then feel like, hey, what's that? And, you know, it's going to be hey, some. Joe, if lake. you do jerk it, just <laughs> make sure to use a little bit of a grip so you can feel and make sure nothing's. <laughs> changing yeah so yeah i wouldn't want that to happen or else i'd have to go to the doctor and see what's up so how was your week tom so uh last week i had two doctor's appointments one was a dermatologist so that doesn't matter but uh the other one was for the urologist so uh it was in a fucking a weird time like 8 30 in the morning Like, I was not their first patient. There was definitely other people in there that were waiting and shit. So, I don't know. And you said his name was Herbe Villache, this doctor? No, it was something very Asian. Wang Wang? Close, but I think he's like a Filipino midget. And I think you pronounce it Wing Wing. (laughs) But no, uh, so get in there. Uh, The, you know lady or a nurse or something always walks you to the room and they say oh what are you here for oh, i got a, oh, a lump on my dick well uh oh okay and then he goes and gets him and then he comes in he looks my age maybe a little younger i remember going to the doctors and all these would be old men joe what happened? There's no more old men doctors. <laughs> so uh, I'm just like, yeah, I feel this on my wing. Uh, it's never gotten bigger than the biggest it has. And it seems like it goes down and sometimes it's hard to find. But I mean, it's there. He's just like, all right, drop your pants and lift your shirt up. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I pull my wing, which couldn't be any smaller. This was the smallest my dick's ever been since I was fucking born. I would imagine so. So on the whole time, I'm just like, oh, please don't get an erection. Please don't get an erection. So I pull my fucking dick out. I kind of like pull it up and I'm just like, oh, you know, it's 
like right over here. And he's like, hey, pull your pants down and lift your shirt up. I'm the fucking kid. So I kind of drop my shorts to about mid-thigh, pull my dick and balls over the brim of my shorts, and then lift my shirt up like this, like a kid at the urinal taking a piss. (laughs) And then he's just... Oh, I don't feel anything out in ordinary. Where would it be? Oh, you know, somewhere, somewhere around here. And I don't know if he felt it or not. I would hope so because he was down there a while. So, like, hey, what's this? What's this mark? I'm just like, oh, that's a psoriasis scar. My penis has seen better days. So I'm just fucking sitting there like, oh, God, this is taking hours. And he's just feeling my, the world's tiniest dick up, looking at it and doing doctorly things. And he says, oh, well, I don't think it's anything life-threatening, if that's what you're worried about. Usually cancer grows out. It doesn't grow in. So I don't think it's anything of a concern, uh, do you have, did you get a, a scan or anything? I'm just like, oh, that's scheduled for uh, next week. He's just like, oh, okay. I mean, it's scheduled, so, I mean, you might as well do it. But, uh, you know, maybe it's just a fatty cyst or some scar tissue, but I don't think it's something to be worried about or anything life-threatening. Like I said, cancer grows out. It doesn't grow in. I said, all right, well. That was that was just a wonderful fucking time. So do I pay for dinner or do you? Usually I do, but I feel like I should be getting a free meal. Oh, you're paying out of this one. Yep. You're gonna be paying before I went in. That's how they get you. You got to pay before. Yeah. So uh, the scan was today, Joe. Have you ever had a doctor or a hospital visit? At six o'clock at night? No. I did. <laughs> and there was no one there, Joe. It was just the receptionist and uh, one other lady waiting in the lobby. I think she was waiting for somebody. So I go and, you know, the whole week they kept calling and texting me, hey, please fill out your. Uh, your whatever the e-check-in or whatever i got like three calls three texts maybe and the reason they wanted that is so they can get their fucking money so i specifically didn't do that shit until right before i stepped into the door i was in my car and i was all right i'll do it now and i thought about leaving a bunch of times joe because as we talked about last week it was getting an ultrasound done on my dick and you know if you haven't had an ultrasound before they squirt your dick with warm jelly and then they rub this wand back and forth (laughs) wasn't looking forward to this shit joe doesn't sound very scientific tom and i'm wondering (laughs) were you actually at a doctor's office like did you know 
I was at the uh, hospital's outpatient building. So, I mean, it was definitely an official place of medical business. (laughs) Okay, just got to be sure. Yep. So, uh, uh, I'm waiting 10, 15 minutes or whatever. And then this young black lady opens the door. She said, Martino? Ah, right here. And she said, hey, how's it going? I'm I'm all right. You know, I'm here. Blah, blah, blah. How good could it be? Okay. All right. I'm going to take you back to the the room. And I said, all right. So I held the door for her so she can go because I was raised properly. And uh, then we walked back there. And she was just like, all right, well, sit up on here and take your pants off. And we'll get to it. I was like, oh, no. I thought you were just the one that was going to walk me to the room and that's a much older much more uh someone who uh someone who is much older and seems like they've done this before not some 20 some year old girl is gonna fondle my dick joe this went from uncomfortable to very uncomfortable and semi-erotic so she leaves I got to take my fucking pants off, plop it over, plop the sheet over there. I'm just like, all right, we're good. You can come in. Nothing. I'm just waiting. So now I get off of the fucking table with my pants off and the sheet around me just kind of holding it like I got out of the shower. Open the door and say, hey, I didn't think you heard me, but we're good now. So uh, she's just like, okay, show me the area. And luckily, she didn't, like, grab my wang and start doing shit. So I just, like, kind of stretched my cock out to hopefully make it a lot bigger than it was. Because, again, world's tiniest dick being embarrassed and very nervous of this whole fucking situation. (laughs) So I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's somewhere around here. And she's just like, all right. squirts the warm jelly on my dick and it couldn't be more clinical and just like scanning and taking pictures and the whole time i'm just like oh yeah i'm sorry you got to do this sorry i'm not giving you more to work with just uh very embarrassed and awkward oh don't worry about it it's the medical field and all this and she's like fucking 10 15 years younger than me and it's just very very weird situation joe so uh, she gets all the pictures she needs throws a towel in my face tells me to clean myself up and she'll be waiting outside until uh until i'm done putting my clothes and everything back on and then we barely make eye contact as she walks me back out into the lobby and I said, oh, thanks. I, I appreciate it. Like, oh, don't worry. We're here to help. And then the door shuts. And I hear, oh, my God, that fat guy had the world's smallest dick and a bunch of laughing. So hopefully this is the last of it. I get a, I get a thing back that says, yeah, everything looks, looks all right. And it's hard to tell. We had to put it under an electron microscope. But. Yeah, every everything looks good, and it was just me being severely humiliated twice. But 
to be continued. Yep, we will we will see, but hopefully the worst is over. So when I went to the actual urologist, he's just like, Yeah, I don't think this is something we need to operate on. So when you start chopping up cocks, sometimes they don't work anymore. And I just don't think this is something you gotta worry about. But since you already have the appointment, they just wanted that extra money in the system, I think. They Joe. did. Yeah, so if anybody has to get anything like this done, don't worry about it. It's uh gonna unless you're some kind of like raging sex criminal, you're not gonna fucking pop wood. You're not gonna have to worry about any of that shit. And uh it is fucking uh, maybe it wouldn't be uncomfortable for you. I don't know, but uh it was extremely awkward and uncomfortable i think so joe i think so how do you think you would handle that i probably wouldn't have gone <laughs> i thought about it a few times to the days leading up to it he's like ah, i said it was fine <laughs> <laughs> oh but there could be that chance like oh, they gotta shrimp me bud they're going to split it open and eat the skin. <laughs> yeah, I uh, wasn't the best, but hey, live, laugh, love. That's what I say. Yeah, you say that a lot. <laughs> Joe, do you like crypts? I really fucking don't like crypts. Uh, especially Crips in the London hood. No. <laughs> what episode nine of season seven, Tales from the Crypt. This was called what? Uh, oh, I forgot. Smoke, smoke rings. rings with a W. Yeah, this one. <laughs> about the advertising business you got some uh some bird that's uh <laughs> interviewing people that are showing her their portfolios advertising portfolios and she's pretty bored with all their fucking bullshit but in walks james bond daniel craig himself who would go on to bigger and better things than this somehow and uh he's like hey aren't you tired are these blokes coming in here with the same old bullshit as they say in America, in the States? And she's like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, you're hired. You know, hires the dude. They go and, like, he sits in on a on a business meeting with a, a chocolate candy owner lady, you know. And this other bloke that's been doing her account for a long time and, like, but Daniel Craig says, no, mate, it's rubbish. It's rubbish. It needs something new. And they uh, said, well, we'll give you a chance to do it. Because you're right. This is rubbish. It is, isn't it? And uh, so he gets a chance to do it. And so he goes into the basement of the building. And uh, down at the basement is living the guy that used to run the company. They used now, to own the company. 
He used to own the company, but now he's just a fucking old man living down there that wants revenge on everybody. And he's got a machine that can show you your greatest fear. You know, he's like Danielle Moonstar in the New Mutant. <laughs> or he's like uh, whichever villain did that in Spider-Man's. Um, <laughs> So it can not only show you your own greatest fear, it can make you desire something. So Daniel Craig goes back up there and it's like, hey, look. And it's making people like chocolate, you know. They're like going crazy for chocolate. Or let's see how it works on this uh, perfume. Like, oh, yeah, I want to put this perfume. And let's see how it works on these condoms. Oh, yeah, I want to fuck. Um, they try it out on the streets, you know, and... And then somehow it gets convoluted. I don't know what this old man's plot was down there, but it doesn't matter. It, it was a ruse. Because it was all bullshit. Jason Craig uh, fucking kills. He was the guinea pig. He's trying to set the guy up to kill the lady that runs the company now, but he ends up doing it and then jumps out a window because cops are coming, and his greatest fear was to go back to prison. And he jumps out the window, lands in a car, and all the people he was fucking with in the uh, in the advertising age, they came out and like, mm, it worked. Oh, the lady, the chocolate, that's a great demonstration. Let's go have dinner. <laughs> that's it. This fucking shit sucked. This fucking lame. Fuck the Crypt Keeper. And what was his dick <laughs> in this one? Oh, uh, fuck. Oh, what, what, I have watched this, it seems like, so many moons ago. Yeah, me too. And I watched it yesterday. Uh, <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah. Well, who cares? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, well, yeah. no. he, he was the godfather. So it was like your. No, that was the next one. I thought the next one was he was a blues man. No, that was in this one. Oh, okay. So, yeah, in this one, he was a racist stereotype of a buddy guy or somebody <laughs> of that nature. Yeah. And then uh, in the next one, he was a racist stereotype of a uh, spaghetti-eating fuck, Joe. So, again, props to uh, John Casser or whatever. For doing, doing two accents at once. Yeah. yeah, it's fucking pretty pretty talented, man, to do that shit. But uh you can tell them about this sure. one, Tom. Should, this I, should I do the voice or no? You can try. Or mate, this one yet? Yeah, it's oh. James Wan's about I a face, yeah. <laughs> You were talking about the Crypt Keeper's voice, but anyway, no, don't do that voice. Just, it's bad enough to listen to this plot again. So uh, in this one, a uh, priest, he's a, ooh, he's a real punk. And uh, he has a new book coming out, but unfortunately <laughs> for him, priests do. they do. <laughs> how they make extra money when they're not stealing from people or fucking ditches oh shit so about 12 years or so ago he had sex with this underage lady who did some kind of work at the church and her parents threw her out because she was a knocked up dirty young whore 
mm-hmm. and then this whorehouse took her in. And then she's given birth. The lady, the midwife, I think they're called. She's like, you know, I'm not mad at your love. You just got to tell me who the father is. Who the father is. And the whole time she's clutching a crucifix like she's about to say, lick me, lick me. But she doesn't, Joe. She presumably has the baby. And the midwife says, oi, crikey. And then it cuts to 12 or 16 years later or whatever. We see this priest. He's now a successful author. And uh, he's married to this very homely woman. (laughs) But it doesn't matter because she doesn't care if he keeps fucking all these broads. He's still up to his old tricks, though. I wouldn't call them tricks, but <laughs> he's still up to his old no goodness. He's still up inside them tricks. He sure is. So uh, the uh, daughter comes and says, hey, mom died when she gave birth. And the lady who was looking after us, she fucking went crazy. So now we got to live with you, Papa. That's right. There's two of us. Twins. One's a twin. Bum, 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 bum. But she's all mad at you and shit and doesn't like how life turned out. So if you agree, then uh, we'll live here. <laughs> and after a while of the priest saying, well, how could this benefit me? He thinks of a way. So she says, okay, go run off unescorted and get your fucking uh, sister and come back here so they do they live in his fucking priest castle we never see the other sister the fucking daughter's like oh don't worry about it she's just mad blah 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 and then we see the sister and she has another one of these awful fucking british makeups i don't know what's going on with this fucking shit like i was looking at it like her makeup's done on her face, down her neck, but her hands were like perfectly fine. It's supposed to be like this weird scarred makeup or veiny makeup. Veiny. I don't really know. It doesn't look like much. So uh she starts saying fucking crazy Bible shit and tries to kill people, but blah blah blah. And then she does kill one of the ladies that the priest was banging. And the wife comes home and says, Oh, you've done it now. And then the priest chokes the shit out of her, saying, I'm going to set you free. This is what you wanted. And then the priest goes to the fucking non-veined up daughter. Just like, Oi, we're going to start a new life in America. We're you and me, and we're going to leave your sister here. And the fucking, it turns out, it was the sister. So he fucking stabs the shit out of her. And then the sister falls on him. And as she dies, her head spins around to reveal that they were some kind of weird Siamese twins. And James Wan owes tales from the crypt some money for malignant. Because it's the same fucking shit without the kung fu flips. It is indeed the same shit. Uh, so yeah, I understood your 
text messages uh, when I watched it, but uh, I really wish I hadn't. You know, <laughs> if we only got two more episodes of this bullshit, thankfully. No, three. Is there three? Is it 13 episodes? So we can do all three next week or save the best for last. Might as well. Just fucking do them. Yeah. All right. We got three episodes next week. Mm-hmm. And then I'll probably continue doing the rest of the fucking episodes, but I'll start from the beginning. We'll see how that goes. But Joe, you know what I found out last night? What did you find out last night, Tom? There was a fucking Tales from the Crypt themed, uh, what do they call them? Not a game show, like a physical challenge show for children that aired for a year on Saturday mornings. Have you ever heard of this shit? I don't think so. <laughs> it's, it was called Secrets of the Crypt Keeper's Haunted House. <laughs> it was a lot like Legends of the Hidden Temple and uh, Nick Arcade put together. I watched one full episode yesterday and skimmed through a couple more because it's fucking kids doing these stupid ass things. Like, unless you're a fucking pedophile, I don't see how anybody could be like, yeah, I'm going to binge watch fucking all episodes of the Crypt Keeper's Secret bullshit, whatever the fuck. So uh, the Crypt Keeper's on its own set. He has a TV like he's watching everything that happens. It looks like one of the bee puppets. Uh, it just... I'm sure it's from the same molds and everything, but it just definitely looks a step down, Joe. So there's two teams with two kids on each team, and there's a very 90s host. The first or the episode that I watched, like the full one, he comes out and he's just like, yo, this is the only show that gives you name tags and toe tags. Yeah. So they introduce the kids and uh, the first game is, uh, I forget what it it is, but it's like uh, all shot on green screen. I forget what it's called. But it's shot on green screen, and everything looks like a real terrible video game. Except like a draw, not a draw bridge, but you know, like those shitty jungle bridges. Like, oh, I'm scared to walk across this thing. Yeah, rope bridge. There you go. The kids on one of those, and behind them are like these tombstones. And balls are getting shot out, and the kids got to stop the balls from hitting the tombstones and however many tombstones are left they get asked that many questions and for however many questions they get right they get five points and fucking if the kids fall off the bridge because i'm sure it's maybe only like two or three feet off the platform you got to remember it's all green screen Like, the kids aren't seeing these stupid video game graphics. There's a shitty giant skull whose eyes and tongues keep popping out. And, well, that's the thing that asks the questions. So if a kid falls off, it's just like a shitty explosion covering up the kid falling. So you can't just see him rolling on the mat or whatever. It's just a blast of bullshit to put over their garbage-ass production. (laughs) 
<laughs> and there's another game where uh, there's a treadmill set up on the green screen and the kids running on the treadmill and it's supposed to look like they're running down this endless portal and objects will fly at them and the kids say the objects and they got to match them with words on the screen. Really good stuff. And then there's another game, Joe, called The Swamp from Hell. So outside of the uh, haunted house, these kids would jump on a trampoline and try to grab bags full of skulls. And however many bags of skulls they have, they get to go into the haunted house and then go across another, like a log bridge this time. And all oh, if they fall off, they'll fall in the CGI lava. All while their fucking teammates, like in a cage, 20 feet in the air, slowly being lowered into the CGI lava. And if you fall off into the lava, Joe, a big explosion comes up to hide all the bullshit of the kid rolling away or whatever. Then there's a like a thing where you got it's a number thing and you got to climb a wall and shit. But the main thing is uh, at the end, you go through a haunted house and collect skulls, and the person with the most skulls at the end wins. When the kids fuck up, the Crypt Keeper mocks them and says shit like, oh, you didn't think you were that good, did you? And shit like that. It's a uh, it's really weird, Joe, because this is a very, very child's, centric show about like learning and stuff i know they had the animated show which was a toned down thing fine but this is just fucking goofy ridiculous fucking shit and it's actually john kassir doing the voice like i said i'm sure they're on the set just a sectioned off thing and they have a bee puppet and shit really fucking really fucking weird and it was on CBS Saturday mornings, and that's why nobody fucking watched it. Everyone was watching Fox Kids with X-Men and Spider-Man and shit. Nobody was watching fucking The Secrets of the Crypt Keeper's Haunted House. Go jump in a fucking lake with this bullshit. I saw that last night. I forgot even how it came into my consciousness or how I stumbled across it, but what fucking bullshit. <laughs> like it's funny to go and oh look at this stupid garbage but god damn <laughs> crazy I'm laughing because I'm like in my head he's still talking about this fuck I am <laughs> hey I gotta fill time so you're not doing shit Joe why don't you tell everybody about Spider-Man try to stay awake uh, Spectacular Spider-Man was uh, three pages long because it was a fucking uh reprint issue you know one of those issues that marvel does spider-man's you know swings dips on a ledge oh yeah i remember when me and the human torch did this and then it re reprinted one of the early issues of spider-man so that was a fucking jip you know and then uh then i jumped over to amazing and read amazing and let's see spider-man's he stops an armored car heist from happening and uh, J. Jonah Jameson's is like, man, this robot cost me a lot of money. 
So uh, I got to do something. I mean, he's, oh, yeah, I got this evidence about uh, about Peter Parker being Spider-Man. So let me go confront him about that. And then we see uh, Norman Osborn talking with his psychiatrist for a page. And then J. Jonah Jerklin does go to fucking Peter Parker's house and confronts him about these pictures that show him being Spider-Man. And Spider-Man's like throwing him down a pipe because remember that happened with the, with the clone. But anyway, Spider-Man's last issue had got those pictures and double exposed them or something photography speak that he did to make the pictures to where I no man look look I got these pictures look like somebody used them to make these fake pictures. Well, okay, that's all right, son. I'm out of here, and. Uh, then Spider-Man's is just happy, so he's swinging around and sees some guys, you know, in fedoras and trench coats heading into a building. He grabs one. He's like, what the fuck's going on here? And the guy says, well, I don't know. Why don't you go in there and beat up everybody else, too? So he does. He beats up all these guys that have this cannon. And then in the shadows, there's a fat-looking dude smoking a cigar-type thing on a filter. Says, oh, Kingpin, get your fat ass out of here. But it's not the Kingpin. It's uh, Dr. Faustus, one of Marvel's greatest villains, Tom. I'm sure everybody knows Dr. Faustus. You know, if Dr. You don't, Faustus? You'll find out more next week. You'll find out more on next week. On another amazing issue of Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Hey, Joe, you like lists? No, I don't. Mm. But uh, this list, made on the fly, is uh, I didn't give you a list of topic till today. It was movies that have to do with heat. It's fucking hot right now. I was all happy early in the week, Tom, or this weekend, because uh, initially the temperature said it's going to be like 108, like three days out of this week. And then all of a sudden it said, oh, it's only going to be 103. And I'm like, hey, that's not too bad, 103. Nah, it's going to be 105, 106. It's real fucking hot. Got me thinking about the heat. And movies where the heat is a factor. At number five, I have one of your favorite movies, certainly one of mine, because it features Shia LaBeouf. And I'm talking holes. That's a movie where they have to dig holes out in the sun, Tom, out in that hot Hot Texas sun. Mm. Joe, speaking of the hot, hot Texas sun and holes, my number five is do the right thing. They broke that plate glass window in that movie. That was the hole. Had a riot. At number four, Tom, have a movie or a city in the future. I don't remember if it's Detroit, Chicago, New York, wherever. But there's a heat wave going on. And that means an alien that can, like, read thermal energy or some shit. uh, He'll be comfortable in that heat wave. And I'm talking about Predator 2, Tom. The sequel to Predator. Concrete jungle. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a good comic. My number four is about the White Fire Diamond. They call it the White Fire Diamond because it's just so hot 
in this movie is called White Fire, or as I would call it, European American Fire, because mm-hmm. I'm not a fucking racist. Well, my number three concerns the white fire that burns inside an angry white man. Mm. That's the movie Falling Down. Mm. Takes place in kind of a heat wave in Los Angeles. And boy, does it stoke the fires inside this angry white man. Just wanted some change. He did. Wanted a soda. 50 cents. What are we on? Number three? Yes. My number three is the Jean-Claude Van Damme classic where Danny Trejo plays an engine. It's called Inferno slash Desert Heat. Classic. Classic. And number two have Conan the Barbarian because they left Conan to die out in the desert, crucified him to a tree, Tom. Mm. Tree. Mm. But he didn't die for our sins. Fuck. She's a selfish bitch. My number two is about a man who just wanted some change and then he just wanted a breakfast sandwich. And that is the man who got throat cancer from eating all the pussy in the world. Falling Down, starring Michael Douglas. And At number one, Tom, of Angel Heart, which takes place in your favorite state, Louisiana, which mm. can be a pretty hot place. And it's pretty hot in this movie because everybody's sweating up a storm. Good movie. Good mystery horror movie. I dig it. Number one. Speaking of a movie where everybody was sweating up a storm, I have Predator because they were walking around that jungle sweating up a storm. They certainly were. Mm. Join us next week as we talk about embarrassing articles of clothing we have worn. I hope you will I hope you will join us. I really do. But in the meantime, head on over to DWNproductions.net, masks, bus, props, custom work. Probably not gonna have any time to do custom work until the end of August. And uh even then it's kinda Picking and choosing, because everybody wants stuff for Halloween, so it'll only be dope shit. Unless I don't like it, and I give you a ridiculous price, and you fucking agree to it, then I guess I'm fucked, and I'm going to have to do that. So, somebody did that recently, and I said, God damn it. (laughs) So, dwnproductions.net for all your latex, fiberglass, plastic, silicone, foam, special effects, and prom construction production needs. (laughs) dwnproductions.net. Don't get fingered. Hey, and then go to fastcustomshirts.com. You can order something from the website, but it's not going out fast. 
custom work we are filled up for at least the next two weeks and the time beyond that shit is filling up fast uh which is good i like being busy but uh but i'm tired it's fucking hot in the shop but what are you gonna do yeah what are you gonna do i hope everybody enjoys their week that's what i hope they're gonna do joe yes yeah yeah yes yes so everybody out there enjoy your week thank you for listening whenever live or in the future from years from now joe thank you for being filled up and on top of that boy god so-